Welcome to the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on current events, trends, market reports, and community discussions. Join us each week from Tampa, Florida, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Patrick Kelly. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly. As always, I am honored to be here coming to you live from Tampa, Florida. Well, everyone, it is June 7, 2021, and we have had six glorious days of June, and today is the 7th. We have a lot of cool things happening in June. We have the United Fresh Reimagine Education Sessions lasting all month. We have the Produce Industry Podcast Virtual Networking Hour on June 23rd. And each Friday for the rest of the month of June, we have the Produce Industry Show on YouTube releasing every Friday at noon new videos. So come check out the Produce Industry Show. Come check out the Virtual Networking Hour and make sure you tune in to all of Monday's shows and check out United Fresh Reimagine program as you'll see me there June 15th on a panel with Mission Produce and Muchi Farms. Now we have two special guests on the line today from Equifruit. Equifruit is a fair trade fruit importer and marketer that makes social impact as appetizing as pop culture, everyone. Bringing the life to the party, we have Jenny Coleman, the president of Equifruit. Now, she is passionate about fair trade and intent on making Equifruit the only banana you should buy. And bringing the only banana you should buy into the scene, we have Kim Shackle, the director of sales and marketing at Equifruit. So we are going to talk with both these dynamic ladies on Equifruit figure out what this company has to offer and all the cool things they are doing in the produce and supply chain industry. Big shout out to our sponsors, Terra Exports, Ag Tools, Flavor Wave, Fresh, John Green Logistics, Indianapolis Fruit Company, and Noble Citrus. Hey, Jenny. Hey, Kim. Welcome to the show today. Hey, Patrick. Nice to be here. Hey, thanks for having us. Fantastic to have both you ladies on the line today. You know, when we first talked about doing this podcast, we got to go back. We got to give everybody uh, a clear view of how we met. Now, I'm very active on LinkedIn, and so is Ecrafruit. And that's what I started to see. I started seeing that feed of this crazy looking banana logo. I'm going to call it, okay? And But it caught my eye because it wasn't your normal... Uh, can we say national brand that you would just normally see everywhere? Not this, that normal logo. It was like a banana um, kind of from Donkey Kong is what I said. It was like this oh, cool looking right. banana. <laughs> and uh, I reached out to Kim first and then I reached out to Jenny and I was like, first of all, I think I was like, oh my gosh, I love your website. I just viewed it. The website's cool. Um, things like that. I was like, we have to connect. And I think that's what's really cool about it. LinkedIn, both of you, immediately reached back out. We're like, Hey, great to meet you. Thank you for, you know, looking at the website and boom, now we're here today. We, we haven't met in person. We met over the, over the worldwide web, you know, through 2020 <laughs> and 2021. And I, and that's what I think is cool. It's your brand caught my eye. That's awesome. fantastic. That's, that's what we hope. We want to be a brand that's impossible to ignore. That's the truth that it is impossible because now as I'm looking at bananas, I'm now comparing your banana logo to the rest of them. I mean, it, it's so true because I, it, it did, it's caught me. And, and that's why I think, again, our network, our industry, the relationships, um, but let's get those, uh, you know, listeners um, really an overview, a 30,000 foot overview of Equifruit. I mean, I started learning about fair trade now through your program. And, and I think we need to indulge our listeners, Jenny, can we give a little overview of who Equifruit is and, and why you went down this route? Yeah, sure. So Equifruit is a Canadian company. We import 
and market fair trade produce. And by produce, we really mean bananas. Uh, we've been doing this. Uh, the first container came into Canada in December of 2007. So we've been at this for a while. Um, yeah, and why fair trade? Well, um, the banana industry sadly has kind of a long and sordid history of human and environmental exploitation, and we want to do something different. Bananas are the most consumed fruit, both in Canada and the States. And much of the, most of the marketing that's happened on bananas since the beginning of the industry has been on price. And we still see bananas as the lowest priced item in the store. There's a real feeling by retailers that they must keep banana prices low. In fact, if you look at US um, average retail prices, uh, you know, data is available going back to 1980. If we have inflation, we priced bananas in the same way today as we were in 1980, they'd be selling for $1.16 US. But instead, there's been this notion that we have to keep banana prices low. And so they've been kept at this very steady low price, despite the fact that the world has changed, that costs have gone up. And between what would be a sustainable price for bananas and what the current price is, there's a huge gap. And that gap is generally borne by people we've never seen before, banana plantation workers and small producers who earn very, very little money or very, very low wages, who work in poor working conditions. In order to keep production high and costs low, there's a tremendous amount of pesticide use, which um, can have really toxic effects on the environment. So we're looking at a different model for this industry. Yes, the price is a little bit higher because under fair trade standards, we respect pricing that represents the cost of sustainable production. And then there's a part of fair trade pricing, which is what's called the fair trade social premium, an additional small amount that is used by the cooperatives um, of small producers that we work with to invest in their communities. Sustainable production <laughs> as I say, may translate into a slightly higher price at retail for fair trade bananas, but you will also know that you're buying a clean banana. You're buying a banana uh, that's been produced by people who've been paid fairly and who are working in good conditions and where environmental damage has been minimized. Uh, so it remains, even at its fair trade price, the lowest fruit or vegetable in the produce section. It's still a good price is what you're saying. It's still, yeah. still a fair price. And, you know, let's go back because, you know, as I remember a lot of my trips to Costa Rica, Costa Rica is a large producer of bananas and also pineapples. Now, I used to import pineapples into the United States. And what you're talking about with bananas, I feel has a lot to do with pineapples as well. I remember mm -hmm. talking to growers all the time about their labor, right? I saw where some of the labor actually lived, the towns that they lived in, right? It was all dirt roads, all kind of uh, mm. shacks, as I say, right? They're like little shacks around around town. And a lot of the, the workers would get in the same truck. They'd walk to work, they'd bike to work. And, you know, they were always the growers, right? We're always complaining about prices. 
Why is mm-hmm. the U.S. the lowest market to, you know, to sell to, you know, everybody, you know, these countries sell to European markets, you know, the Chinese markets. And a lot of times, you know, it's just a di- the U.S. is a different market to come into. Uh, you guys are in the Canadian marketplace as well. Um, but I would see that a lot, too. Um, I would see growers. I would see laborers, you know, just on the pineapple side and then watching how much pineapples would go for. I mean, sometimes I know bananas, the pineapples are two differently, you know, different commodities. But you would see at certain stores, you can get as low as 99 cents a pineapple. And then wow. you go to some of the other stores and they'd be four or five ninety nine per pineapple. Like, right. it's like a complete difference in, in which stores did what. But that was also based on the growers. If some of the national brands were taking part of the sales of those growers too, right? You know, because mm-hmm. I always thought it was about supply a lot of times when you looked at bananas. And let's be real. I remember coming from so many pineapple farms, Kim so many and you know seeing the banana farms i remember one time i actually have the video still i had to stop they had a donkey carrying all the bananas in like a wooden box behind like you know what i mean like a carry oh yeah and i was sitting here like we are in 2015 it's like 2015 i'm like we're in 2015 everybody i'm like what is going on here oh Um, yeah but then some of the things you just said makes perfect sense though what they're being paid, how these things probably aren't fair that are happening is probably why some of the operations are the way they are. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You see, you see real poverty when you go down to the grower level. I mean, we, we do visits to our growers every year and they take such pride in showing us the upgrades that they've been able to make to their homes and to the packing facilities. But when you're just out in the towns and even at the port, yeah, you're going to see donkeys all over the place and those carts all over the place. I mean, I remember even, you know, the first time we went down to Peru and Ecuador, I had my SLR camera around my neck and I was just like a happy tourist Tourist taking all these, all these pictures (laughs) of people. And the person who was driving us said, put your camera away because if somebody sees it, they're going to punch through the glass of my car and they're going to rip it off your neck. And that's when it struck me like, this is real poverty. These there people are at a point of desperation. And you can really imagine it when you go, as you've been to Costa Rica, when you're in a, in a part of the world where their country has literally been designed to maximize output of that agricultural commodity, the people who live there are born into no choice but to work on those farms. And if they're forced to make very few wages, then they can you know, they can be really stuck and it's really heartbreaking. And I just know that every time we do visit with our growers in Peru and Ecuador, we're so motivated to come back onto the North American market and share with people that if they pay just a little bit more at the retail level, like we're talking about $10 a year more, by the way, for, for this incredible change at the grower level, for them to receive this sustainable minimum price and to work under fair trade standards, which have standards around, you know, the, you know, economic, environmental and social impact. It's like a real game changer. And it costs us a couple pennies, like the equivalent of two coffees a year. It's totally doable. That is so crazy. So consumers, if you're a consumer listening, think about what Kim just said. When you see a banana price a little bit higher and you buy that throughout the year, we're talking maybe $10 a year, everyone. And it's interesting, you know, Jenny, when you said it in the beginning, I've never kept an eye on banana prices. Um, Banana has been a staple item in our home until my son got, I guess, diagnosed. He's like allergic to bananas. 
Um, oh now that was when he was young though. That's like when he was young. Now they said, you know, he's not allergic to them. He can have them in small portions and, and things like that. But I never, I would never look at banana prices and go, Oh yeah, that's too much. I'm not going to buy that. It's literally, yeah. I would look at the color. I'd figure out if I was going to eat one today or if I buy them a little green because I'm not going to eat all of them in this week. You know what I mean? Not totally. I ever look and go, Oh my gosh, what are banana prices? I honestly to tell you, I put it right in the cart every time. It's yeah. just, you put it right in the cart. Now, if you're an apple, if you're an orange, if you're broccoli, like I look at those prices. I don't know why. I don't know why I would look at those prices versus not looking at a banana price. But yeah, it's interesting to know that you said since 1980, Jenny, you know, if you look at the prices and the change of prices, it's like almost nothing's changed. But yet, if you look at the gallon of orange juice, it's gone from almost two ninety nine to almost seven ninety nine a gallon for orange mm-hmm. juice, and consumers are willing to pay that price for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of what we do is to reassure retailers that if they make this bold move, if they decide to switch out their non-fair trade to a fair trade banana product, and they have the courage to raise the prices on bananas, the consumers will follow. There's a portion of them who won't even look at the price, as you say. As we've said, you know, even at a fair trade price, um, it's still going to be the cheapest item in your produce basket. The stores are, are going to win. It's a, it's a win-win for everybody. They're, they're going to make more money. Consumers are going to be happy, especially if they communicate on the benefits of fair trade. So there's a huge marketing opportunity on the table. That's what I was going to say too. Your next thing is going to be the marketing opportunity. When you look at stores like your HEBs, your Publixes, your Piggly Wigglies, um, people that represent like the actual grower behind it, right? That will put things in like meet the grower or put like a, you know, fair trade banana poster up. These are the things yeah. you're be able to capitalize on. And if you get into the right grocery stores, right, that promote healthy products, right? And I say healthy, but like different. So they, they have a differentiation in their grocery store based the others, like a Sprouts and Earth Fair, right? And mm-hmm. sell these products. So if they pick up like a fair trade banana, right? And they bring it into the store, that's going to entice a lot of those healthy eating people. It's going to, it's going to entice a whole new level, like you were saying. And then if the brand's cool, like, come on, we're, we're giving away a uh, banana soccer ball, everybody on Instagram. <laughs> like, how could you not think stuff, stuff like that is cool? And I love the comment, you know, I, I commented on your page and they were like, Hey, it's a fair trade soccer ball too. I was like, Oh my gosh, even better. But that, that's the stuff that's going to stick with, with consumers. Um, at that retail level, right? It's going to stick with them and go, okay, I'm getting a fair trade banana, meaning I'm supporting, right? Labor, mm-hmm. I'm supporting, um, what's that? Uh, not child labor, right? You're yeah, supporting yeah, all exactly. these things that really people do care about behind the scenes. So yeah. it's a marketing tool. It's ways to be able to do that. So For I think sure. And I, if you don't mind, I'll, one thing that I'll just point out too is when we're talking about fair trade, we're talking about fair trade. The name of the label is in one word, fair trade. So in the US, the your national branch is Fair Trade America, which is part of Fair Trade International, which is the most widely recognized and tr- trusted fair trade certification out there. So I think it's important for consumers too to go out and do their research to understand the varying labels that are out there. I know it can be overwhelming, but we've we've done the research to figure out which which label we want to carry on our fruit and that fair trade in one word, we really see that as the golden standard. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that it's 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 fantastic. I would say just a tagline to have on there too. I mean, 
you're doing it. That's the thing. It's not just a tagline or a mission. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're doing it. You're making sure that the products that you're sourcing are fair trade products. So, um, yeah. So that's what we really like about this, this, um, certification. The standards are very transparent and this isn't, um, smoke and mirrors, you know, we are audited, um, as buyers and our growers need to be also certified by fair trade international and they, um, need to respect standards, you know, that are very complex on production that are centered, as Kim said, around economic, environmental, and social standards. And uh, yeah, when when we follow clear rules and we are audited on them, then we're not marking our own homework. We are not, you know, don't take our word for it. You know, uh, look at what is behind the certification that allows us to say and allows us to market fruit as fair trade. And really, we we support fair trade international certification to do that. So part of part trade. of fair trade part of fair trade standards, as I alluded to earlier, is this pricing mechanism. So we respect um, fair trade minimum prices. These are um, set with producers to represent the cost of sustainable production. And if you go onto Fairtrade International's website, that's fairtrade.net, there's a tab that is prices and premiums. And so you can go and see, okay, in Colombia for a standard 40 pound case of bananas, uh, conventionally grown, what is the minimum price that we are going to respect throughout the year, regardless of the movement of prices in the market? Because we know that though, um, you know, at some times of the year, the, the price may meet that fair trade minimum standard. There are lots of periods of the year where it's much, much below that. We want to continue buying fruit at a sustainable price, price that is sustainable for the grower and sustainable for uh, their workers and sustainable for the lands that they are farming. So uh, yeah, we, we just, we love, you know, sometimes when we get challenged on price, we're like, well, just here's, here's the building blocks of our price. We respect like, the fair go. trade minimum standard. Yeah, that's right. And you want to know what that is? Here it is. And then we contribute this fair trade social premium in the quote, in the case of bananas, this is set at one US dollar per case, which is invested by the cooperatives and by um, worker groups to improve their communities, their standard of living. Then of course we have logistics as everyone else does. We have um, customs, we uh, take a small margin as Equifruit, as, as the brand, the marketing company. Um, and then the fruit passes, into the supply chain as any other commodity would uh, through the retail and, and to you on your counter. So it's, it's, there no, there's no mystery to it, no. uh, but it's a, it's a system that we stand by. Oh, I love it. It's hundred percent fair trade. What I hear in this conversation is trust, transparency, and relationships, uh, which are all very key in the produce and supply chain industry. And Hey, listen, we have a bunch of partners here at the Produce Industry Podcast that we're going to hear from here in a quick second and talk about relationships and transparency. So let's take a quick break and then we'll get right back to talking with Jenny and Kim at Equifruit. 
Welcome to Terra Exports, a fast-paced, entrepreneurial, and innovative, multinational fresh produce company with eight divisions worldwide that handle fruits and vegetables across 65 countries. Did you know that Terra Exports was featured three times in Inc. 5000's fastest-growing companies? Terra Exports starts at the ground, literally, with the growth of the product at the farm all the way through distribution channels up into the end user. They take pride in their products, arriving fresh and damage-free, and they're there every step of the way working alongside suppliers and customers who share in their common goal. Visit Terra Exports at www.terraexports.com as well as following them on social media on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. If you get on their website, you can also check their availability calendars and all of the produce that they have in store. When you join Terra Exports, you become a member of their global team of thinkers, innovators, dreamers, and doers who are bringing a fresh approach to the produce and supply chain industry. So reach out to Terra Exports today at terraexports.com. Are you ready to enhance your skills? Every day we are tasked to make fast, effective decisions to keep up with the fast-paced produce industry. At AgTools, we take the pressure off of gathering data to help make your day easier and more enjoyable. Connecting the supply chain with AgTools is unique, practical, and easy. AgTools can be used from multiple angles of the produce industry from farmers all the way to logistics companies. We call that 360 degree decision making day after day. Visit www.ag.tools.com to gain more reliable and relevant data to see more, achieve more. And now, back to our show. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. It's always great to hear from some of our sponsors. Well, let's get back to talking with Jenny Coleman and Kim Shackle at Equifruit. Hey, Thanks. happy to be here. Thanks, Patrick. I started to look and I, I see this brand of the banana. We talked about the logo already. But listen, if you're a consumer listening, heck, if you're a company, this is the only banana you should buy. The marketing's great. The fair trade behind the scenes is also great. And just the whole ambiance of the company Equifruit is just totally stellar to me. Now, Kim, I have to ask the question, why did we create it this way? And why is Equifruit's banana the only banana you should buy? Well, yeah, you'll see that printed right onto our beautiful, colorful boxes. It says the only banana you should buy. You'll see it sprinkled throughout our social media on our website too. So this kind of tagline came about very organically. Um, last year when COVID hit, we decided to do this mega rebrand where we rethought our packaging, our website, our social strategy. And we worked with this amazing Montreal-based agency called Tux. And so we spent about three months teaching Tux everything we knew about the dark history of the banana companies and why fair trade was the solution to make the world a better place. And they, they basically spent a lot of time like trying to break down everything that we were doing and then rebuild it to something just impossible to ignore. And in the process, one of, the, one of their team members just like racking his brain one day and he's, he was so fired up and passionate about what it is that we're doing and the problem we're trying to solve. And he was like, you guys, this is the only banana you should buy. Like, that's it, period. He can never go back to just buying a regular banana. He has to, he has to make sure that it's 100% fair trade. 
And so they came to us with this idea, like, what if we say, this is the only banana you should buy. And we printed it on giant letters on your box. We put it all over your packaging, all over your website. Like if you go to our Twitter page, it's, it's called the only banana. That's our hashtag, the only banana. That's awesome. Um, so for us, it's like, it's a way of life and it's a way of getting a conversation going. So as we were working through this rebrand, we were actually testing out that messaging. I spoke to one of our, one of our team members, she teaches a course uh, at a university here in Canada. And so she had me on a, as a guest lecturer and I was showing them the packaging that we were thinking of putting into the market and this messaging. And I said, what do you guys think about this? The only banana you should buy. And so I just remember one of the young students saying, like the first thought that I had when I saw that was why, like, why is a banana company telling me what to do? I've never thought about how or what or why I buy these, any bananas. I just buy them on autopilot and I go home and I make my smoothie. And so it, it wasn't aggressive the way that we feared it might be. Instead, it was just a good conversation starter. People like that we're just, we're really bold and we're really passionate about what we're doing. And we're not afraid to say like, look, the, the bananas you might be buying or bananas you're buying might have exploitation in the supply chain. So come to our side of the fence and switch over to Equifruit bananas because we have a guarantee that 100% of our bananas are fair trade certified. And most people are super down. They're really interested in it. And it's just, a, it's like a no brainer for them. So we're super happy that Tux put that idea in our heads and that we went for it because it was really scary for like five minutes. And then we got over it and we've just been coasting ever since. It's a fantastic tagline. Like I said, the only banana you should buy. And everybody, I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> I'm going to throw a fun fact out there. It's the only banana that sharks eat as well. So I mean, <laughs> if, 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 I'll be real. Okay. So it's the only banana that sharks eat. So I think, I think it's very cool. I think, and you showcase a lot of this on your website. Um, and it's like, why? Right. It's a hundred percent fair trade. Right. I love that you talk about no crummy wages or salary cuts. Right. Super mm -hmm. safe working environments. Man, th these sound like a lot of things that people have been doing for a while or uh, I'm not doing air quotes on the air right now or say they've been doing right. <laughs> wink, uh, wink, nudge, nudge. You know, wink, wink. We're not getting anybody in trouble. We're not going to mention anybody names. Uh, but yes. And, and I think that, like I said, the only banana that you should buy. The only banana you know, sharks will eat and the only banana that is a uh, red carpet ready, everyone. <laughs> yeah, Patrick, a lot of our approach, because we have a lot of fun as a team, we're dealing with serious subjects, but we still are always up for a laugh. And, you know, part of our marketing is to make people laugh too. We make these kind of crazy statements that, of course, sharks aren't out there eating bananas <laughs> or walking down the red carpet. But it's just enough to kind of take some of the tension out of the fair trade conversation. Because as I say, these are pretty serious things. These are real people behind those low-priced bananas. It's and true. we, yeah, we just want to um, kind of lighten, lighten the conversation again. People are going to be more apt to listen to you if they're starting off with a smile on their face Always. than if they're... And they're, uh, you, you know, just down in the dumps about the reality of the industry. So we have we have um, banding around our organic bananas, which each starts with one of these crazy statements like the only banana on 5G and the only banana to binge watch. And then there's a little bit more text that explains 
you know, okay, how can we sit there and watch eight hours of TV, but we can't spend eight minutes learning about um, uh, the struggles of banana farmers, we'll make it easy. This is the only banana you should buy. And then we hope, of course, that people will jump on our website and read more, but they've had a little bit of a laugh uh, once they get there, once they land there. It's an emotional touch. I mean, that's one thing you, you want is, is to have an emotional touch towards your consumers, right? That's how you keep people to stick with you and, and become loyalists of you or your company. They become a fan of you because you've touched them emotionally, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, it's funny because, you know, I love the brand and you go back like pineapples. I used to sell pineapples and I created a brand of a surfing pineapple. He was cool. Yeah, he was on his longboard, and people would always ask that question. They're like, "Why did you decide to do a surfing pineapple?" And I would tell them, "And you're gonna love this, trust me." And if you don't, I'm making you do a fake laugh for me, okay? <laughs> but the cargo ships—if you ever are on the ocean and you see the waves that the cargo ships produce—oh my god! What I figured, yeah, there you go. Surfing. I figured I had twenty surfing the import process, right? I was I was bringing twenty containers of pineapples over, uh, you know, within a month. And I just thought, no, my pineapples are surfing the wave over to the United States. So I would tell them, come ride the Goldie's pineapple wave as they hit your shores. And, and it was one of those things where people just loved it. They're like, oh my gosh, like send me your pineapple, dude. I love this. I love this. But you're right. It was like right off the bat, it hit them emotionally. It brought them back to this character, this kid, this cartoon. And they were just like, ah, I get it. He's I totally get it. Like, you know what I mean? And, and yeah, yeah, it's memorable. Exactly. So even to this day, people still ask me like, Oh, you still got that Goldie's brand. And it's funny because uh, one of my other buddies now owns the company, sweet Goldie's it's the pineapple brand. And huh. uh, he still has the surfing pineapple logo. And it's crazy because he still gets hits like, Oh my God, that's so funny. Because you tell that story. So, you know, what you're doing with Equifruit is um, what needs to happen in the produce industry, right? We need to create flavor. We need to create fun and we need to create a story or have that story being told what's behind the scenes. And, and that's sure. what I think is, is happening here. And you're right. Yes. There's not a banana going to space, right? I say, you know, there's not, not oh, winning there track is. needs and all this different <laughs> stuff, but right, these are things that, I mean, you're right. There probably is bananas in space. Let's be real. Uh, but you like, that's what you're saying to the normal produce. eye, to the normal consumer, they're sitting here going, what does this have to do with me? But yeah. then I'm a golfer. And I see the banana showing up to make trouble on the golf course. These are things <laughs> that go on the golf course with us, though. Apples, oranges, bananas, because why? For We're sure. Snack. So it all will touch someone in a way, right? It, it's going mm-hmm. to. No time. Yeah. And, it, you know, I would just add one thing, if you don't mind. I just love that we're in an age right now where especially people between the ages of like 20 and 40 are such different consumers than their parents or their grandparents and aunts and uncles who are really, who might be a little bit more price focused. This younger generation or these younger generations are actually looking at the issues that we face in different industries, whether it's coffee or chocolate or tea or bananas or pineapples or whatever. And when they learn about injustices in supply chain, they're super vocal about it on social media. And it really just takes one company or one person to go out there and share a message and you can have a, such a huge impact for an industry. So that's what we're really trying to do at Equifruit. We're trying to put this message out there and it's resonating with people like you. It got you all fired up about our brand and you want to share that with your listeners and hopefully they'll jump onto our socials and on our website 
and just start questioning, you know, those cheap prices that they see at the grocery store. I'm questioning from here on out and I love it. Well, I appreciate uh, both of you coming on the phone today, getting on the line, talking about Equifruit, talking about fair trade bananas, talking about trust, transparency, and relationships, everyone. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. But before we get you off the line, Jenny, you first, then Kim, where can people go about reaching you and or your organization? Well, um, come check out our website, Equifruit. Uh, dot com and uh, you can contact us through the website or feel free to connect with us on linkedin i'm jenny coleman yeah so our social handle is at equifruit e-q-u-i-f-r-u-i-t and you can check us out online and connect with us on linkedin you'll just just look up the spelling in the podcast name because i'm not going to bore you with the long explanation uh, <laughs> of course everyone check it out i'm on their instagram page at, at equifruit there's a couple i would say cool contests that are going on there's all kinds of good fun fair trade banana content on all of their platforms as well check out their website if you want to see uh, the only banana a shark eats trust me you will get a good laugh and it will make a memorable impression on you so again ladies thank you so much for coming on the show today and i look forward to connecting and seeing you in person soon Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, wonderful. You've been listening to the Produce Industry Podcast with Patrick Kelly. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Produce Industry Podcast. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.